Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 183 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So in this podcast episode, I just... I'm trying to contain my excitement because who I get to interview and share with you is a journey partner of mine who's been journeying with me since day one of my retreat skin. This woman is an incredibly juicy goddess who is a fabulous cooking blogger. Um, she is so fanciful and wonderful and creative and brilliant. Her name is Isabel Vigia, and you can find her at cookiecookingacademy.com. Cookie is spelled C-O-Q-U-I, Cookie Cooking Academy, showing her Boricua pride. Yes, goddess. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Victoria. Oh, this has been a long time coming. I'm so happy to get to have you on the podcast because I know um, over the years you've shared about your experiences, like cultivating your business and coming to the retreats and healing your body and all of the fun discoveries um, that we've had along the way. Like, has it been four years? Yeah, four years. Four years we've been journeying together, and y'all, what does that mean? That means we have been seeing each other on a weekly basis for four years and going on not one, but five live retreats for all four years. So was that 20 retreats? Yes, oh. I have all the notes and folders and all the, the information that just I just keep going back to over and over again. Yeah. yeah. You are like, so you, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just going to ask you the questions because you know, we talk about everything. Yes. Everything. Well, we'll see how it goes. I may even need to have you back um, for the second course. But with <laughs> that being said, in your own words, goddess, um, could you tell us, I mean, I know you're incredible i've had the inside front row seat view on how awesome you are um yet at the same time this may be the very first time that someone's like seeing you or hearing about what you do in the world is there any way that you could tell us in your own words what it is you do um and you can also include if you like you could talk about the business but you could also talk about the fact that you, you don't just have a business right you're you're also employed it's entirely up to you but could you tell us what it is you do but especially what are the three things that you are known for okay. well i'll start with the three things since we already know that i'm known for being a huge disney and animation fan so disney in particular all things disney the parks the animated movies the merchandise the experiences everything about it disney food um <laughs> i can go on and on just about Disney. So <laughs> I'm also known as a world traveler, someone who really loves going 
to new places and discovering the culture and especially the food. And that leads me to the third thing I'm known for is being a home chef and a foodie in general. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention is that by day, I'm a project manager in, <laughs> in IT and all other times I'm an artist, a writer, uh, an adventurer, pretty much, yes. <laughs> I love you, I can't, <laughs> fabulous world travel food world travel like there's a special kind of awesome getting to travel tasting the world and going to theme parks like i think about your photo shoot in japan like absolutely yes uh, incredible incredible goddess and so you live a really juicy life like this is something well did this kind of happen like by chance i'm curious like what was the moment where you decided to like okay start living more of that laptop lifestyle of creating like the creative projects in the business like what happened that um inspired you to to get going on this path is there a story there oh yes 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 the ever from writing or an animation it's called the inciting incident the, huh, the straw that broke the camel's back um <laughs> basically for me it was i was working two jobs i was commuting about minimum three hours to four hours a day uh, from new jersey to brooklyn super stressed out eating so poorly, so nutrition, like nutrition wasn't in that plan at all. Um, and just feeling exhausted all the time. And there was a moment where I had an opportunity to move up uh, in where I was working uh, and I didn't get the job. And I was, feeling two things at the time, like completely devastated and super relieved. <laughs> I mean, how's that for being conflicted? Um, <laughs> the thing that I thought would be like, okay, this is gonna be, I don't know, I felt like it would validate like my career up until then. Um, then it just kind of threw a wrench into everything. I was like, well, if this isn't what you want to do, because I was super relieved, I was like, that's a weird feeling. Why am I feeling relieved? <laughs> so I investigated that. That was my investigation. Um, and after that, like it, it happened during like uh, the Christmas break. Um, and so I work in higher ed. So we, we have the, that break in between December and January. I took that break to just like, I literally didn't like nothing. You know, I did the holidays, but it was just like in my apartment, just like binge watching movies, like not like I did no work, no productive anything. Um, and then when I came back in January, I had decided that it would be the year of animation. <laughs> so I dove into animation. I took courses. I traveled for conferences. I went to my first animation conference in California. 
And I lived that in that year. Um, and what I discovered, I even took an internship as well, a one day a week internship, which was really fun. I discovered that while I loved animation, it was really the storytelling that was the thing for me. It was writing and drawing. So, so that information from there was like, okay, I, you know, I then took that and I did different illustration conferences and whatnot. And what brings me to like this point talking to you is that um, in, this, in this whole exploration, I tried many different healing modalities. So at the same time, there was like the year of animation going on, but then there was a meditation that came in. Um, there was the development that came in, the self-confidence um, leveling up that went in because I identified that the reason why I was feeling stuck was that I didn't feel confident enough to like step into the next thing for myself. So it was like, okay, well, how do I increase my confidence? So all of that together led me to like go on retreats by myself, like go, you know, take trips um, on a plane by myself, go on vacation by myself, which were things that I, I didn't do. I would only do it in groups. And, um, you know, I felt sometimes that I wasn't necessarily going where I wanted to go to or doing the things that I wanted to do. Um, and the solo trips allowed me to be in full control of everything, right? So I'd be like, I'm gonna like eat at this time and then I'm gonna nap at this time and I'm gonna do this activity and, and maybe I will like rest half a day. And, you know, it was like, I was just doing my own thing. So, and I learned a lot. <laughs> And so in, in that experience, like, how do you want to tell, like, how did we end up meeting? Cause I know you were yes. meeting, but it was like, you were in full on, I'm going to try this retreat, this retreat. Oh. Like, do you want to tell? So I thought about this so that I know what the progression, <laughs> I remember what the progression was. So. So the first thing is, is that I have had been looking at entrepreneurship for years. I have been following people who are entrepreneur, like even like probably five years before I even met you, I was like in the internet business, you know, world, just like sneaking peek, like, like underground, like hiding, but like also looking, you know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse me. I just need to uh, need a tissue real quick. Uh, so. I found through that um, someone who was doing retreats in Sonoma, California. And I've always wanted to go to wine country. And I ended up just saying, this was around the same time, like about, probably about a year after, you know, the inciting incident we just talked about. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going. I was super exhausted, still working the two jobs. I was like, I'm going to California. I'm going to rest. I'm going to like the, the retreat in particular was about finding like what you really want to do with your, you know, there was so, there was a lot of journaling. I mean, besides the, the spa and wine country. So that was mixed in, but like we, we would do like, you know, the journaling exercises, try to figure out, um, 
what we were doing. And through that retreat, I met my future coach, Bailey Fruman. And I worked with Bailey probably for a couple years. And then I went to her retreat in Puerto Rico, of course. Um, and I met you at that retreat. So then from there, that's, that's how it happened. I started meditating with you uh, in person at the time when we had in-person meditation. Um, and then from there, yeah, retreats, trips, the visionary, visionary shaman circle. <laughs> yeah, this is so powerful because like to hear, it's, it's so awesome going back through our history together just to hear how everything unfolded. And yes. as you're telling this, like I'm genuinely curious, like do you remember your first journey? Do you? Yes, yes. It was on. It was on that beach in in Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I met my dolphin. That's when I first saw the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Because like you had been practicing meditation right in in the city and everything like that, or maybe even in, like did did you practice meditation back at yes. Yale? Yeah. Uh, not at Yale. Um, I did at Pratt Institute. I. Uh, there was an awesome program. It was called like the Creative Meditation Incubator that I took. Um, it was awesome. So besides meditation, there was vi creative visualization, which like that was the first time I had been introduced to that. I loved those. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember on the beach, like, so I had already some practice because I'm a visual person too, visualizing things in my imagination was so easy. Like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm here, I got, I got it. <laughs> you literally took to journeying. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about shamanic vision journey meditation, which is a structured meditation practice. It's a very specific series of images that you go through that gets you intuitive guidance, innovation, creative problem solving, and just a lot of incredible inspiration on demand, basically. Well, you took to journeying like a fish to water. It was, it's like, you're so now, and of course you got a dolphin. So perfect. And so, so this, like your story, that we're sharing thus far is freaking awesome, right? Like traveling the world, retreating, making money, finding yourself, meeting dolphins, <laughs> like creating art. This is amazing. And I wanted to also ask, like, have you ever had an experience let's say along the way of this like magical glitter path that you have been walking <laughs> that you had an opportunity where you could have thrown in the towel right um, because you know studies have shown that most entrepreneurs especially heartfelt creative entrepreneurs like us um within their first one to three years they throw in the towel like they they stop it because maybe they run out of ideas they run out of energy the um somebody gets sick or the money is an issue or that type of like insert issue 
<laughs> like insert problem here. And instead of continuing forward, they'll just stop and be like, maybe I'm not cut out for this, right? Um, rather than pursuing, like you've had the courage somehow to continue to pursue your creative projects for years straight. Whereas most people, if they don't get it, like within you know a month, honestly, or three months max, they're like, can't do it. There's there's nothing like. Did you ever have a throw in the towel kind of moment in in your journey? And if so, how did you make it through? Because there are other journeypreneurs listening to this podcast or watching the live stream right now, who may be at that point where they're like, I've run out of like maybe I'm feeling writer's block. Right. Um, or maybe my parents are sick and I just, I, my juice has dried like this, like juice machine that everyone could depend on before to be creative and produce. There ain't no juice coming out of this. We are dry and crusty, right? <laughs> maybe, oh, a pandemic. Just, right, just, right. Just everything, life. <laughs> yeah, goddess. So any advice, stories, what would you share? So... I just wanted to mention, like, so my biggest issue was indecision. You know, I struggled for years, right? So, like, I wanted to be an animation. I wanted to be a children's writer, children's illustrator. Um, but then this, like, food stuff is creeping in for some reason and catching my attention. And I'm like, which way do I go? How do I combine them? And for a long time, I had this, like, picture in my head of like a big pot of like stew with all of the things that I really love in a stew but it wasn't like a harmonious stew it was still like this like green brownish thing that just like I just couldn't make sense of it um and I just I feel like I was I started and stopped so many like quote unquote businesses trying to make something make money and Every time I went down that route, I was like, oh, I don't like this. It's not fun anymore. And as you know, there were many times I threw my tantrums around. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want a business. I'm an artist. I'm a writer. Like, what am I even doing? I'm just coming to retreats because I have spa stuff and I'm going to take bubble baths and we're going to eat nice food. And we're getting away and not be stressed. And we're like giving you our phones and our laptops and our iPads. Like <laughs> I would have these tantrums where it's just like, I'm not an entrepreneur. Um, and then I just was like, you know, I had an epiphany where it was just like, I think the wording that we're using, and I remember having this conversation with you. I think the wording that we're using is wrong. Cause like, I think like when you start talking about like, strategy and business and, and like revenue like all of these words they just feel so icky to me like I'm an artist I'm an artist <laughs> you know um but what I think that more recently um and the VIP days have been key for this um I just want and I want to mention too that like the reason why I joined the visionary shaman circle is because I was already like halfway in with the retreats and I'm like, well, I'm already paying for the retreats and like the VSC includes the retreats. 
but then I get so much more like the VIP days, especially if I was a fast action taker, because of course I'm like lurking in every one of your lives. So I know I knew the pattern of like what would be offered. So I would just wait until the moment to pounce and get the extra bonus. <laughs> just so you know, I was doing that. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I had another, I think I had another tantrum in, in like the VIP day, two VIP days ago where I was like, I had started on a business idea, right? After, after I did the sales goddess training for you, I was all like ready. I was, I, I even did a couple webinars about it. And I was like, Victoria, this idea does not capture my interest. I, I don't want to do this. And it was, and, she, and you were like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I just want to travel, write, and cook. So you wrote that down for me. And then, you know, hours of conversations after that ended up like, all right, well, I'm going to focus on the food at least for the next six to 12 months. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all of my energies into this food thing, and I'm going to see what happens. I had like zero plan, like zero plan about how I'm going to make money because anytime I start to go down that route, I get like super anxious and I'm going to throw another tantrum about it. <laughs> so I got, I got the idea to start with a cook through of like, like grabbing one of my favorite things, which it was the top of the list of what I said earlier, Disney, something Disney. I'm going to do Disney food, right? All right. I had my cookbook that I had bought at the Disneyland Paris park when I went to Paris. Perfect. 49 recipes in 49 days. That was, that was all I was going to focus on starting January. It was January 4th, just right after the holidays. It was a Monday. And I did this every day for 49 days. And when I discovered was the consistency of doing that one discrete task of cooking one recipe a day and posting it. It created for me confidence in myself. I was getting visible. People were seeing what I was doing. Um, I was getting better and better at like cooking things, organizing things, shopping for ingredients, like planning in general like I, i'm a project manager so that's already a strength but like doing it and applying it to food was a very different thing but i was able to pull from that you know skill set and i was like oh my gosh and then I, you know when i was at day 49 i was like where did the time go it flew by and then i realized well what's next for me like i i felt like i couldn't stop like i had to keep going you know i just I got into that rhythm, right? And I was like, you know, if I could cook from someone else's cookbook for 49 days and invest the time, the money, the energy into someone else's cookbook, I was like, I should be cooking through my own cookbook that I've been wanting to write for years <laughs> to document my family's traditional Puerto Rican recipes. So that was decision made. Day 50 became day one of the Puerto Rican cookbook series. <laughs> and I did 84 recipes in 84 days. And I finished, I believe it was May 17th. 
And the, in the last two weeks, I've sort of been taking a breath, been doing three posts a week on Thai cooking, which is my favorite cuisine. After my traditional Puerto Rican stuff, my favorite international cuisine is the cuisine of Thailand. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> So what I'm like, what I'm celebrating and what I'm hearing is, for one, you did not resist the tantrum. I heard like, like you mentioned several times, I threw another tantrum, right? I'm like, I'm not an entrepreneur. All of this revenue crap, I don't want to hear it. Strategic planning. I love, you know, I love the tantrum. I'm like, come on with the drama. Yes. <laughs> Bring it. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. And you're like, oh, of course you would throw a tantrum against that, not only being a creative, but also you already have a project managing job. Like, you don't want to hear about having to plan. <laughs> yes. I wanted it to be fun. Like, I need fun, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And how interesting that when you found, like, so another thing that I'm hearing is that you allowed yourself to be deeply supported, right? So, come into like the five retreats a year. So, right, four two day lives with me and, um, it was at a bed and breakfast, but now we're having at a hotel. And then the annual three-day live on the beach, right, um, which is coming up. And I know that's your- Yes, it's my favorite. <laughs> wait, journey it on the beach. There's nothing like it. Right, so those are wonderful, like, um, how do you say, getaway and reset experiences. But being a fabulous lurker like yourself, you saw- there's another level like there's another another level of support i can receive and you know what i deserve that i'm gonna go for it and i'm going to like watch for the optimal time and just slide in. Yes. <laughs> snatch the best deal and slide right <laughs> i love it you like you do your sneak attack thing and, I'm yes. and i love it, and I love it. <laughs> um I was just going to say, yes, well, the reason why I was, I was, I don't resist the tantrums, which I would have 10 years ago and was more than 10 years ago where I wasn't like listening to myself and like, you know, taking care of myself. And like, I, you know, I learned a lot about listening to myself through you and through the retreats where it was like, okay, well, how do you feel about it? And if you feel X way, then maybe that's not the path you need to go. Or like, you can have whatever you want. You really can. You know, at the beach retreat, right? The first beach retreat I went to, it was like a master class in like, like literally doing whatever you want 24 seven for three days. And it was just like, oh, I could walk away from a conversation at a table with three other people and not feel like I'm rude because I'm going to, I'm tired and I just want to go lay down. Oh, that's okay. I want to go 
drive and find like the perfect red shade of polish to do my toes. And I can go like to five different stores and find the one that I want. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just super fun. Yeah. To be chained to creative freedom. That was my vision to chain people, chain them to creative freedom. <laughs> best hours of the day right on the beach for three whole days straight okay right the our our lunch is what four hours or something but it is so big like the point is for you to go and just be open to abundance right just to be open to your life um and yes this makes it a business retreat no, what i love you're making me think of uh sister goddess Ginny. where <laughs> <laughs> do you remember her last year she's like oh my god we're on a real retreat and i'm like what did you think this was mama she's like, i thought like are we gonna be masterminded we're gonna be indoors and you're just like we're gonna be next to the water but no 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 like bring your sunscreen because we are actually outside on the sand and i'm gonna dunk you in like the <laughs> she thought she thought we'd be inside of like a hotel conference room like with the air conditioning that's too cold or you have to put like the sweatshirt on but um no like it's literally on the beach and it's like i'm i'm super ready for july because i have purchased the best sun goddess sun hut for the beach because last year i was too hot too uncomfortable and i had this vision of a uh like a tent to keep me away from the sun to keep me cool and a little cot to raise me you know up a little bit off of the sand so i'm i'm ready <laughs> i remember you drew it out every as we were sitting yes <laughs> beach, right after vision journey my journey showed it to you and you're like doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm buying this. You will see this next year. I was like, okay. And you have made good on that. I'm so yes. You sit inside of your manifestation. And so I think then the last question I'll ask, like, uh, I think we have some time to open up in a little bit more of a can of worms. How has Journey helped you? in any way, shape, and form in your life and especially in your business? Like, what have you seen? Because a lot of the people who haven't joined us, Isabel and I, in the Visionary Shaman Circle yet or at the uh, live retreats, they just don't have a concept of how meditation or you know, um, what we call strategic self-care, you know, like strategic spa treatments and strategic meditation. They have no concept. Like they just can't understand how this can have anything to do with business, with making money, um, with professional advancement or development. They literally like can't put it together. And I can do everything in my power to try and convey it. I do. I don't know. Like my team is yelling at me of like, you have 
so much content, Victoria. <laughs> okay. I'm, I've done my best, but I've also, like, Goddess Isabel, in, in your opinion, how has strategic meditation, in particularly, we use shamanic vision journey meditation. No drugs, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, ayahuasca, peyote, marijuana, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, we're drug and alcohol free. So if y'all trying to roll up and have your nag champa life, <laughs> No, we like we wear deodorant and we do not drink or smoke or imbibe toxic materials. You have all of the DMT in your brain and your pineal gland that you could ever possibly need, and we know how to access that. But end end rant. Because <laughs> yes. I get that from people all the time with the oh, no no mind like set, sending out all of those like Facebook and YouTube ads of like. I did ayahuasca and now I'm enlightened kind of a thing. <sighs> okay, and and rant, and rant. How has shamanic vision journey meditation um, and this work that we do, like the strategic spa life, how has it helped you in your career in business? Like what what has breakdown? How would you describe that to somebody? Well, the first thing that pops into my head is the uh, generating ideas for, for me in specific, it's books, um, illustrations, paintings. I've had visions of entire book series come just drop in. And by the way, I'm keeping a running list. I love lists of these things for when I can get to them. <laughs> uh, and just, being being able to access your intuition and um just like physically like increase your energy to like the power of rest um a lot of the things that i see in my journeys are inspirational messages and that kind of thing um you know, learning to follow your own inspiration usually will lead you, you know, to the best outcome. Um, and then more concretely, um, in the four years that I've been like treating and, you know, meditating with you, um, I've increased my income by 18,000 a year. Um, I was able to drop my second job a few years ago, which is something I had wanted to do for many, many years. Um, and I knew like it would be difficult, but I finally had the courage to do it after being in, you know, in the community and feeling supported and knowing that I can handle like whatever would come my way and that I would like, I would figure it out like pretty much. So having that faith that, that I could um, drop the second job because I knew my health depended on it. Uh, <laughs> I really, really needed to drop that second job because it was so stressful. Um, yeah, and just, just learn, just learning to be yourself and just like be celebrated for just being you, like, you don't need to, like, just me existing is enough, <laughs> as simple as that sounds, you know? There's something magical about 
being in a container of unconditional celebration, I have to say, I have watched you blossom goddess, over the years of like someone who kind of tends to sit back, you know, the like, how do you say, engineer, techie kind of like everybody else. And I'm, I look like I'm writing, but if you look at my journal, it's all rainbow unicorn explosions that I'm drawing, but like, I look very serious in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be super low key. Um, and I remember at first, or if you had like strong emotions, you would kind of take them back inside. Um, and I know you and me both, I have strong emotions. And when I put them inside, I get inflammation, my blood pressure. Oh my God. Like, and that runs in my family. So. Oh, for sure. Actually, I, you know, the other thing about like meditating and journeying and, and being in retreat is that I really, I realized that I, that holding in of emotion was, was in my joints. That was what's just causing my joint pain. And I don't know if you remember in one of the December, I believe it was a December retreat where we were doing this, um, it was a movement exercise and meditation. And like, at first, like I was, I had like the joint pain, right? And by the end of that, the joint pain was gone and I was like moving in a way, like I was actually like dancing. And I, I love to dance and I don't do it in public. Like, you know, for whatever, like, reason, but, like, I was, like, oh, like, I did a few leaps and thing, I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I hadn't been able to do that because of the joint pain, and I was, like, oh, like, I put the, I put the two together, I was, like, oh, so this, like, not feeling what I'm feeling is, like, settling in my joints, like, causing me pain, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was a big revelation for me. I think that was at the Himalayan Institute. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. They have that nice big space that we were in with the, all the bolsters. We we had some great. It was a, it was a yoga dance room, I think. Wow. That we were in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they brought all of their like indoor candles and rose petals for us. It was such a special experience. I remember that. Oh my goddess! And so this, it's all connected. It's all connected. Um, your body. My body, our bodies, people, are the thing that is going to enact the, the vision, the ideas that we have, and then taking care of our bodies. Like, uh, I know for me as a channel, and I've seen this in you as well, it's similar to what you're saying, like, if I have pain or inflammation in my body, I can't, I can't make decisions. It's hard for me to focus, or if I'm like trying to tune into intuitive guidance or something, but it's not happening like the instrument is the body the instrument is the body and that's why we practice strategic self-care is so that we can receive more guidance so that we can help more people right or um meditation clears your mind the receiver so that we can receive more guidance so that we can help more people and it's due to your incredible level of self-care right, that we've created a standard operating procedure around, right? For these years working together. It's because of your self-care. You are now, you have the juice and the energy to share healing recipes, 
um, recipes that remind people of la gente, like remembering their abuelita and all of that, like like all of that warm love and healing through food and exploration and returning to a sense of play. Like you're doing amazing healing work because you have ex like invested your time, your energy, your focus, and yes, your money into caring so deeply for yourself. Like you're you're this wonderful wellspring um, in a sustainable way. Like you have it um, being supported. I remember we were talking off camera and, and you're talking about consistency. And I think this would be the best place for us to land on. If you wanted to, did you want to share about consistency goddess? Oh, yes. So like my, my recent, um, you know, uh, decision to do the, you know, cooking one recipe a day and posting it, um, gave me a big lesson in consistency because um, in the past I've like started and stopped so many projects and you know not having things come to a completion was so frustrating um, and like dedicating myself to that one thing every day and doing it for 49 days straight I was like I'm taking action every day towards what I wanted and I actually finished it I'm like oh my God, I actually finished it. Like, finally. And I'm like, what else can I do? Like, <laughs> you know, like that was, that was my next day. I was like, oh, if I can do that. Oh, just wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> um, yeah, and then one more thing that I wanted to say about energy, right? Increasing your energy. Um, if I haven't, if I hadn't been taking such good care of myself physically and emotionally and everything all these years, I wouldn't have been able, like, I'm doing this on weekdays, right? After work, after full day's work, um, doing the cooking, cleaning a mess of dishes. Cause when I cook, I use every dish in my kitchen. It feels like, you know, and then have to set up the kitchen for the next day. Cause I'm going to do it again. Um, I was amazed that, that I had the energy to do it. You know what I mean? Like when there were, there were times when I just wanted like get home from work and like lay down, like, and that's it. I just lay down and watch TV for the, for the evening, you know? And I was like, that's, it's such a huge difference. Wow. <laughs> oh, I wish that for our listeners and viewers that they have such a juicy life that they are able to work right and contribute to others and then have plenty of energy left to for their creative projects right um, that fill them as well i wish that for everyone and um for those of you who are listening and if you want to know more about the shaman circle reach on out you can send me a private message on facebook or can they uh, dm you isabel where are we going by the way to connect with you if they want to ask questions about your experience or also sure being etc where do we go so um the best way right now i would say is via instagram dm if they want to get you know at pokey cooking academy uh i do have my website by the same name, cookiecookingacademy.com. Um, and if they're interested in what I'm doing, what I'm coming out with, 
You can sign up for my newsletter on that page. But yeah, that's, those are the two ways. And everyone, cookiecookingacademy.com or at cookiecookingacademy, all one word, um, on Instagram. And cookie is spelled C-O-Q-U-I. Um, it's a little frog, right? The little yes, the tree frog of Puerto Rico. <laughs> and they make the sound, cookie, cookie. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Goddess, thank you so much for coming and sharing so abundantly. It is a pleasure to get to interview you. I'm feeling filled and like I have a little bit of a salivation for a second course. So we'll have to talk about that. Yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so just uh, thank you so much. It's, and truly, it is an honor to be your journey partner. Uh, it has been for years and it continues to be. Thank you. So I'm going to turn this now over to our listeners and viewers. If this is your first time watching or listening to the Journeypreneur podcast, hi, don't be a stranger. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes so you get the notifications first every time a new episode is syndicated. Um, and while you are there, by the way, Android peeps, if you are like, forget iTunes, who cares about that? You can find me at journeypreneur.podbean.com so you can follow on your Android device. Right? But when you hit subscribe, this is the best time to also leave that five-star review. This is episode 183. Um, and interviewing Isabel Vigia. what did Isabel say that really um, struck your heart and whet your appetite, right? I would love to hear from you. And thank you to all of our community that has left your five-star reviews because you can comment in the five-star reviews there. Um, you not only pour love on us uh, for the content that we're contributing to you, but you also pour love into our greater community, letting them know with your five-star review that this is a powerful place to receive inspiration, motivation, and positive energy to stay on your path as a conscious entrepreneur. With that, I'm going to tie a lovely bow on our podcast episode the same way I do every time, please. Remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye, everyone.